So I don't know if this speaks to you, but I know that right now I'm at the point in my semester where I have a huge pile of laundry, my own laundry, that just hasn't been done in weeks. I have emails where people are pinging me back and saying, just pinging you again on this. And all I can say is I just need to get through this grading. I just need to get through this grading. I'm not superhuman, right? I need to finish the grading, but I've also got the rest of my life to manage. Hi, and welcome to the Teaching with Coomber podcast. My name is Nicole Coomber. I'm an associate clinical professor at Marilyn Smith. And what that means is basically I'm a teaching professor. I teach probably four to five classes per semester, anywhere from 200 to 500 students. And I also teach some online and uh, kind of open source classes. So I'm the course coordinator for our online leadership and teamwork class. In conjunction with that, I worked with my colleague Nita Moy on our leadership and influence class, which is currently being run at edX. You can check that out. I'll put the link in the show notes. You can go ahead and get started. You can actually use that for course credit for um, our online MBA program if you're accepted. Uh, And even if you just want to brush up on your skills or enhance your leadership, it's a really great opportunity to do that. So today I'm going to be talking about the end of the semester blues or the end of semester reds, which is probably what it feels like more to you. If you're anything like me, you're a teaching faculty member, you've got so many grades due and you kind of just have to plow through and get it done. Uh, But sometimes that means that other areas of your life might be neglected. Case in point, I think I mentioned in the intro my laundry. Uh, I'm lucky to have an au pair to do the kids' laundry, but as far as my own laundry, it's been like emergency middle-of-the-night laundry where, full disclosure, I wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat realizing I don't have any clean underwear. So I've got to quick do some laundry so that it can be ready to dry by the the morning so that I can get to class and still look respectable. (laughs) That's kind of the nadir of my semester when I'm at that point where I just do not have any clean clothes. I also have some clothes that I think the dry cleaner is just storing for me now and I need to go pick up at some point, but just haven't been able to get a free moment. If this sounds like you, you've come to the right place. I've got five tips to keep you sane through this particular busy season. These tips should help you regain some balance in your life. And so let's get started with tip number one. All right, so tip number one. One is to hang on to a few key rituals. Clearly for me, laundry is not a ritual, but I do have a few things that keep me feeling as if I'm pulled together and sane. And so the first one is actually, I put on my makeup every morning and whether it's, you know, five minutes just to kind of quick once over, making sure I have on my sunscreen and some lip gloss, or if it's a little bit more involved then I actually do a bit more makeup, that sort of helps me feel as if I come into work with like my face ready to literally face the day. So doing my makeup is really important Uh, for you. Maybe it's something less superficial, but maybe it is, you know, maintaining your favorite clothes and making sure that those are the things that you're wearing. Maybe it is your meditation practice. Whatever your ritual is, I think it's really important to hang on to at least some small piece that can help you feel as if you are, you know, still prepared, still a professional going into the workplace every day. The second thing of is uh, my coffee. I stop off at Starbucks almost every morning. My husband mocks me for my love of Starbucks, and I've realized it's not actually Starbucks itself, but it's the particular Starbucks I go to. It's uh, close to campus, and there's a lot of University of Maryland folks that go in there, and there's a lot of just overlap. The baristas 
uh, have contacts, friends in the university. They kind of know what's going on. And I have developed relationships with them. And so it's not just about getting the coffee. It's kind of also checking in with my friends. And, you know, they know my name. They make my drink as soon as I walk in the door. They are always uh, rooting me on when I do one of those, like, star challenges uh, where you're trying to get extra stars so you can get points to get free stuff. But I think it's just that, that contact, that social contact that I have. For many faculty members, I don't know if you share this experience, but sometimes we come into the office and there's nobody here. People are either you know, at home doing research, maybe they're in a lab doing research, they might be in class, or, you know, it just might be the culture where if your office is like mine, there's really very few people, especially during exam time. And so having that touch point, that social connection, there's a lot of evidence that shows it keeps us happier and satisfied at work. So tip number one is to hang on to those few rituals that make you feel like you're a professional and make you feel like you're a grown up. Uh, It'll really help you feel like you can tackle the rest of your day more effectively. I like to set three goals every morning. So if you follow my Instagram, you might see that I'm a huge bullet journal fan. This is probably a little more involved than some people may like to do. You may just have a simple planner or you might use some of the more digital tools like uh, Google Calendar and Google Tasks. But what I like to do is really to sit down and set no more than three tasks that I want to accomplish for the day. And sometimes, quite honestly, it's really about accomplishing one. So writing down those three tasks and what you can do is you start to get a feedback loop. If you write them down every day and then you sit down the next morning and it's the same three tasks that you still haven't accomplished, you can get a sense for, okay, well, why didn't I accomplish them? And that leads into our next tip, which is to be realistic about timing. So that's tip number three, be realistic about your timing. Be realistic about how long it takes you to do things. Now, how do you do this? This is tricky. There's a significant amount of research, and I think it's come out of the consulting field, that you should almost always add 50% of the time you estimate it takes for you to complete a project. So let's say you think, oh, I've got 25 papers to grade. You know, I can definitely knock that out in five hours. If you think you can knock it out in five hours, then what you need to do is add two and a half hours to that. So realistically, you need to set 7.5 hours for you to deal with those 25 papers. And part of this is... If you are more realistic about the amount of time that it takes you to do things, then when you actually accomplish them, you'll feel a positive feedback loop as opposed to that negative feedback loop of sitting down in front of your task list and realizing, oh, gee, I haven't done this again. So another tip that I have for helping you be realistic about timing, kind of a sub tip, if you will, is to actually time yourself. Um, So one of uh, my favorite books that deals with time management. It's called Deep Work by Cal Newport. He's a computer science professor, entrepreneur out of Georgetown. He's done a lot of books, uh, a lot of them geared towards students. I recommend them to students who are struggling with study skills. Even world-class people can only focus for 90 minutes. So I don't know if you consider yourself world-class as far as focus. I am not world-class when it comes to focus. I think my timer goes off at about 25 to 30 minutes. So I use the Pomodoro technique. You probably have heard of it. I actually created a grade with me video that's up on my YouTube channel that you can sit and do the Pomodoro technique with me. And what I like to do as far as grading goes is I actually keep track of how many papers I'm able to grade in a single Pomodoro. So I set the timer for 25 minutes and then when I get to the end, I mark down and I say, okay, I did X amount of papers. If you have other tasks on your plate, like maybe administrative tasks, you can also say, okay, I spent how many Pomodoros on this one task? You know, I was able to complete it in 25 minutes. No, it took me three. And so then you start to get this reflection of how long it actually takes you to do this. 
Ideally, you would do a weekly review each week where you go back and you kind of review and you say, okay, these are the tasks that I'm really underestimating the amount of time it takes me to do them. You know, do you need to get help with them? Do you need um, to create a process that would streamline something? Is there a way to make it easier? I'm going to do a uh, streamlining your grading session podcast uh, in a few weeks, but you know, first and foremost is really to get a handle on how much time you're spending on things. So be realistic about your timing. That is tip number three. Number four is to come up with a reward. It is really essential that you create some positive feedback loops. So maybe it is, you know, you grade five papers and you get up and you get yourself that coffee. Maybe it's that when you're done with all of your grading, you're going to do a retreat for yourself and hang out at a bookstore. Uh, I have kind of a week slated where I'm really just going to focus on the kids in the house and not really worry about work. So that's kind of my big reward. But in the meantime, I do give myself little rewards. I did some grading and then I walked down to the main drag and campus and bought myself ice cream and it was quite lovely. It was a beautiful day. So not only did I get the exercise, the fresh air, the sunshine, but then I got a little ice cream treat in addition. So rewarding yourself throughout the process is a way to keep yourself motivated and to not get too down in the process. So rewarding yourself, I think, actually saves you time because it helps you keep that focus, maintain the focus, because we sometimes think of ourselves as just time management creatures, right? we got to manage our time, but it's actually our energy and attention that we have to manage just as well. So if you have been grading you know, five papers, you haven't taken a break, you haven't rewarded yourself, your energy is going to flag, your attention is going to flag, and so it will take you longer to grade those next five papers than it did for the first five versus if you take a break, half an hour, even an hour, you may actually be able to do quicker in that next round of grading. So the last tip is to give yourself grace. And I think this is the most important one. I've been beating myself up a little bit because I haven't really been keeping up with a regular exercise routine. There's a lot of unanswered emails, unfinished business, laundry, of course. And I kind of focus a lot on, hey, these are all the things that haven't been done. When I realized, you know, part of the reason that I haven't been able to get to the gym is because I've got this extra push, these extra deadlines I want to finish. And so I've been working right up until the last minute when I have to go home to relieve our au pair. So you too might be racing to get, you know, to daycare before it closes and just not getting maybe that healthy meal on the table, maybe ordering pizza. And I think you just have to acknowledge, hey, this is a busy season. Give yourself a little bit of forgiveness. Give yourself a little bit of grace and recognize that you will do better next week. And then that leads to my next topic that I'm going to do in another podcast, which is a bit of root cause analysis on why are we so busy? Have we said yes to too much? Uh, Are we working in an inefficient way? Are we not making the most use of our time? So my next podcast that I'm going to do is going to be on root cause analysis for our busyness. How can we dig into our busyness and figure out ways to make it better so that we don't end up in the same place next December where we feel quite so crazy and maybe we have a bit more breathing room next time around. So until then, thanks for listening to Teaching with Coomber, and I look forward to joining you in the next podcast. Bye.